Hi there, friends, and welcome to an episode of How to Live the Podcast, where we have real, meaningful, and fun conversations with people who inspire us. And sometimes, like today, we just have them with each other. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Zeron, and big news, friends, we are recording this podcast together. Together. We are in person for the first time since... June. Did you leave at the end of June? Yeah, I think I left on like the 3rd of July or something. So our last podcast record together was definitely in June. And more than that, our last in-person sister hang was at the end of June. So we literally haven't seen each other in five months, which is, I think, a record for us. I have been thinking about this. And even though I travel so much and I've lived in other places, Usually you either are with me or you show up at some point. Yeah, I come to visit. Yeah, or I show up on your trips. So yeah, I'm pretty sure there's only one other time in our lives, which is when I was in Europe for six months, that we were apart for longer than this. Crazy. Oh my goodness. So crazy. And I also love to think of an alternate universe in where 2020 wasn't what it is and it was just real life. And in that alternate universe, we would have visited each other like a hundred times each way. So it's really interesting because to think about that makes me exhausted. Yeah, true. Like it has been really nice to be trapped in inverted commas in Byron because you're not really that trapped in Byron. But it's been nice to just be a little bit slow and now that the borders have opened, we've got so many visitors and we've got so many trips planned to come home, which is so nice, but definitely feeling lucky that we did have that nice slow period of nothingness. Yeah, like the word grounded definitely comes to mind and I am not a very grounded person. Like often when I see healers and alternate health professionals, they always say to me, you need to be more grounded and they'll give me some activities to do. But I definitely feel like over the last year, I have become a lot more grounded just from staying in one place. Well, it's funny that you say that because yesterday when I was on the plane and I was so far off the ground and I have such bad flying anxiety and I look down at the ground every time there's turbulence and that word grounded came to mind. And I was like, whoa, maybe this is why everybody has flight anxiety because we like to be grounded and you are physically so ungrounded in a plane. Yeah, that's so true. And the word that comes to mind when I think of grounded is safe. That's how we feel safe is to have our two feet planted on the ground. Yeah. And I feel so much safer in a plane when I stare at the ground from the window. Like I just want to sit there the whole time and stare at the ground. And now I'm like, oh, I think that's why. Yes. Mm, Okay. Big discoveries. Well, total sidetrack because this is not what today's episode is about. Mm -mm. This is just a little sisterly chat because we have so much to chat about seeing as we haven't seen each other in so long. So today we're actually going to be discussing this concept of play as an adult, why we don't do it, why we should do it, why it's fun to do it, and all of those juicy things. So Bianca from our team actually came up with the idea for this episode because she heard us mention it in an episode a couple of weeks ago just in passing, and she was talking about how she just wants to go and hang out on the monkey bars and like do stuff that we could do when we were kids, and why don't we do that anymore? So we love the idea so much. Let's get on into this episode. (laughs) 
So actually the other day I was at Pilates and since being in Byron, you guys might know I've talked about a lot on this podcast that my body is pretty screwed up. Your body is pretty screwed up too. We both- Twins. Twins in everything. We both have hypermobility and we throw out our backs, we throw out our necks, everything all the time. And I found this incredible Pilates man who has just- Give him a shout out. Oh, hello, Dove Cohen (laughs) from Byron Bay Pilates. He has just honestly changed my life, but also don't go see him, please, because like I want all the sessions (laughs) and he's already booked out enough, but he definitely deserves that shout out. So he actually said to me that he loves to quote Joseph Pilates, the founding father of Pilates. And he told me that Joseph Pilates was all about how when he created Pilates, it was really revolutionary that he was getting people to do all these movements. And actually what the guy based it on was looking at children and the way that like a kid will just roll on over into a headstand and they'll just lift their legs up over their head. Do cartwheels, even though I could never do that as a child. Yeah. Still can't. (laughs) But if you look at babies, they're so flexible. And then as we get older, we kind of lose this flexibility in our bodies. And when he told me that, I laughed because I was like, I feel like all the self-work that I'm doing, all the like self-development stuff at the moment is also talking about getting back to that natural state of when you're a child and you're just very curious and Mm. you're playful. And so I was laughing because in both my physical and my emotional work, the whole goal is to just be more like a kid. Yes, 100%. And joyful like a kid. I spoke about that on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, that idea of trying to bring joy into our lives. How often are you sitting around a child who's under the age of 12 and they're just like, ha, you know, like (laughs) laughing and the silliest stuff, silly stuff happens. And they just laugh as if they've never seen anything so ridiculous in their lives. And you just lose that at some point. And it's not cool to continue to be that silly. You know, it's like, we're actually encouraged to do the opposite. We've all heard it. You need to grow up. You need to start being more mature. You know, you want to come off as intelligent. You're thinking about what other people think of you. And all of these things that we start to do as we get into our teens is away from play and away from that joyful, free-spirited vibe because that's not what life tells us that we should be like as adults. Totally. And even the way that if you acted like a kid when you were just like walking down the street you know they break out into song and dance they just like walk up someone they're like hi I'm Stephanie what's your name people would think that was so weird as an adult but it's like why kids have so much fun doing these things and in our society we just create these judgments and labels and if you do that you're weird you're crazy but actually you can have so much fun there's so much fun to be had in that play in that curiosity and I feel like 2020 has been really awesome for this because so many of us have been stuck in our homes with absolutely nothing to do. And so we've been able to go back to these things that we once found really fun and did when we were younger or have never even done before for fear. As you get older, there's this fear of you're not good enough at that. You yeah, know? you're only allowed to do things when you're good at them. So when we're young, everyone paints, everyone plays instruments, everyone dances, everyone sings. And then you get to this age where you're only allowed to do those things if you're good at them. Yeah, that's so true. Like I want to get a bunch of paint and I want to stick my hands in it and I want to throw my fingers all over a canvas. That looks like so much fun. Finger painting. Yes. Three-year-olds do it. It doesn't look any good. Nobody's telling them not to do it. We're encouraging them to do it. Why shouldn't we do that? And I think what we've seen as well that 
by people picking up these more playful things this year, life is so serious. Mm. And then on top of that, 2020 has been so serious. So I think it's actually been really natural for us all to get back into the things that are less serious because we've all actively been saying, oh, I just need a break from the gravity of the situation happening around me. And what is that break? That break is to have fun. That break is to play. Yeah, it's so nice. So for me, I got really into playing the piano Mm. when COVID hit and I'm okay at the piano, but I stopped playing when I was 12 years old. So I'm like a 12-year-old level of what we deem to be 12-year-old good at piano. I just started getting on there and kind of having a play with it. And then I got a guitar that happened to be at my Airbnb when I got to Byron. And I picked up this guitar and I've never played a guitar before in my life. And I just started playing it. And Renan was actually like, um that doesn't sound very good. And I was like, who cares? Why do we care if it sounds good or not? I'm having a grand old time and I get so much out of it. And I think that if it was any other year than this year, I wouldn't have done this. But I ended up teaching myself one song on YouTube. It was Wonderwall. I don't know why that just like came into my head. It's a great song. It's a top song, Wonderwall Oasis. I learned how to play like the first verse. That's it. And then for the rest of it, I could just bang on the guitar. That was like as good as I got to it. And I took it to a bonfire and I played and we all sang. And then we just all kept singing while I couldn't play the next bit. And it just didn't matter. And it was so much fun. And it's so sad to think that if I would have been too scared to go and play that in front of people, that we wouldn't have had that fun time together. And I think that that's the thing though, right? We don't do it because we're afraid of judgment from other people. Mm. And so often, unfortunately, this is so true that it's the people closest to you that often will say that stuff, you know, like Renan saying to you, well, that doesn't sound very good. Or towards the beginning of COVID, you know, I fell in love with Sa and Moonda Simone and they always dance. So I started to dance like around my house or especially when I was brushing my teeth, I would always dance and I just be silly and like not to any music I'll just jump around my bedroom and have a fun time just I had been stuck in my house all day like let me have some fun (laughs) and Elliot would always say I actually one day he even said to me really bothers me how you dance like that like it's really annoying and I asked him why and he said because Sa and Moon do it and you obviously saw them do it and so you think it's cool so that's why you're doing it and totally fair enough of him. I feel like that's a very human response to put that on your partner. But also let's just step back from that and say that's a judgment. Like that is so clearly just a judgment of what you're doing. Yeah, totally. And I could sense the judgment from him, even though for the first little while that I was doing it, he wasn't actively saying that. He also wasn't getting involved in my dancing and he was just kind of acting a bit shitty sometimes when I would do it. And then I had to explain to him, do you understand that I watch them and I think that that looks like a really fun way of life. So I want that to be part of my life. That's actually a really nice thing for me that I'm starting to do. And you've just put me down by saying that's for them and that's not for you. Why are you keeping me in this box when I'm not even keeping myself in that box anymore? Mm. And that is, I feel, where the lack of wanting to play as an adult comes from. You know, if Bianca was scared that someone was going to see her on the monkey bars and would judge her, then she wouldn't 
be on the monkey bars. Sometimes I skip. That's my favorite thing in the world is to skip. It's so fun. Like who as an adult skips? And sometimes I skip down the street, like if I'm going to the supermarket or something and people look at me like I'm fucking nuts. And then sometimes, or like in the petrol station, I'll also skip in, skip out. But sometimes a person will stop me on the street and be like, you look so fucking happy. Like you go, you just made my day. That's awesome. (gasps) And and that's epic because that creates space for other people to also explore how they want to play. Oh my God. I love that so much. I've skipped once recently and it was while nobody was around and I was like, la, 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 la. It's so fun. It's so fun. And like, Why do we care so much what other people think? I think it's because we're judging ourselves via other people's eyes because if you're alone, you still feel kind of silly when you're doing these things and it's because, oh, well, if someone were to see me doing this, but that's where it kind of needs to start is we need to stop judging ourselves and know that it's okay to do these things. I also have been dancing and singing a whole lot more. And actually, as I was driving here, I had like a one hour drive on my own. And I've got this playlist that I've been listening to a lot in Byron. It just makes me happy because it reminds me of Byron. And I put it on and I was literally dancing and singing and cars were like going past. And I was just like, woohoo. And I was just like, if anyone saw me, they would actually think I'm such an idiot. But I don't care. I am having the best time doing this. Yeah, totally. And if we were all honest with each other about how we actually wanted to do those things, Mm. then wouldn't that make everyone feel so much more comfortable? You know, recently we did that episode on how to make friends as an adult. When we did that, we felt kind of awkward. We didn't know how people would receive that episode. And then we received so much feedback from adults also saying, oh my goodness, I also really want to make friends. And it was this huge eye-opening moment for us that a lot of adults want to make friends, but we're not telling each other that we do. So none of us are actually making friends with each other when we could be. Maybe that same logic needs to be applied to play where we all want to be doing it, but we're not being honest about the fact that we want to do it. Mm, That is so true. I definitely think that's happening. And that's so much of society is just, we've created these rules for ourselves and now we live by those rules and everybody's too scared to put their hand up and be like, I don't like these rules. I want to step outside of these rules. Mm. But we all are secretly thinking it. And I think the other thing is that there's something that's really freeing about being curious and doing new things and not doing the thing that you always do. And so just walking everywhere and being serious and acting in a certain way. I definitely think, I don't know the science behind this, but there definitely has to be some sort of science behind this is the way that your brain must just get used to these like neural pathways and doing the same old shit. And then you kind of get stuck. I know for me, and I know you've talked about before as well, when I was in this place where I was just doing the same old thing in the same old routine, not kind of questioning everything, I found my creativity in general to just be really stunted. And Mm. I found that I was less happy and that I just couldn't come up with amazing ideas within our workplace. And I just was a little bit more bored all the time. Whereas when you start to like open up and be curious. And I actually, I did this yesterday when we were driving in from the airport and I thought to myself, oh, Melbourne's so boring. I've seen this place a hundred million times. I've lived here all my life. 
And then I was like, hang on, that's just an attitude. What about if I looked around and was curious? And so I started to look around and I was driving through the suburb we grew up in and I was looking around and I was trying to spot new things and trying to like see things that I'd never seen before and notice the way houses actually look. And I was like, having a fun time. You can make a game out of anything. You can have fun out of anything. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And one of our friends, Jewel Chick, I would describe her as she seems like the most joyful person in the world. Oh my God. Yes. Her name's Megan Castram, but she's at Jewel Chick on Instagram. I just love watching her and her family so much. They bring me so much joy, but they do exactly that. That She calls it joy spotting and they go out on walks around the neighborhood that they have lived in for absolutely forever and they try and spot new things that will bring them joy, whether it's a beautiful building or whether it's a really nice flower or just these little things that make the place that they're in feel new and exciting as opposed to the same streets that they always walk. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. And Megan as well just dresses in rainbows, like literal rainbows. She needs to have every color of the rainbow on her at all times. She makes jewelry. Yeah, she's actually the perfect person to look out for what play looks like in an adult and how happy it can make you. I feel like we need to have her on this podcast to discuss this topic because she is like the queen of play and happiness. Yes, I love that. And I think what's really cool about this realization or what has been really cool for me is to realize that my natural inclination is to be quite lighthearted. And I used to associate being lighthearted or wanting to play or being fun and being silly as dumb, as unambitious, as all of these qualities that aren't really desired in our society. So I didn't really desire them within myself. So I didn't nurture them. And I wanted to become more serious. I wanted to become more analytical in my mind because I felt like that would make me an intelligent person and worthy of people's respect. And what's been really cool through this journey is saying, fuck that. (laughs) I am who I am. And I'm seeing now through work as well that I am able to sit back when I feel like I don't have that much to add in conversations and I'm able to bring my silly and lighthearted perspective when I feel like it's needed as opposed to trying to really be something that I'm not. Mm, Totally. That's so interesting because it's these things that as society, we're like, this is how you should be. And Being happy is something that we do aspire to as a society, but it's like, but you also need to be all these other things yeah. and you need to be really smart and you need to be taken seriously and you need to be successful. But it's like, oh, it's too much. I'm giving up on all this shit. It's exhausting and it's boring. Yeah. Boring. Next. Sorry. I think that every human being wants to be happy. I reckon if you ask most people what they want in life, they would say happiness, but then they're not willing to do the things that might cultivate happiness and joy within their lives. And I honestly reckon if you just take one thing from this podcast, if you tomorrow when you were walking down the street skip instead of walk just for like half a block. I swear to God, if you do not crack a smile or laugh, I will give you the money back that you spend on this podcast. I'll give you freeness back, okay? I will give you your ear time back because it's just impossible not to crack a smile and feel joyful, even in the saddest, hardest moments than when 
you're just being silly. And a perfect example of that is we had Milu's, our dog, who passed away. Our, I keep calling him a dog and I just don't feel like that's at all does it justice. Like yeah. our sweet baby Lou. We had his funeral about five weeks ago and we were, when I tell you, so fucking sad. It was just such a shock and it was terrible time. But we decided because he loved song and dance. He loved to dance. Like we could not dance without him coming and being like, I'm getting involved and jumping on you and dancing with you. Yeah. And so we decided, I think you suggested it fun, that we should dance at his funeral at the end. So we hmm. put on Happy Bye Pharrell and amidst our tears and terrible sadness, we danced and the ridiculousness of the situation was that, you know, we had just buried our sweet boy and then we're bawling our eyes out and now we're playing happy by Pharrell, which we are not feeling very happy and we are dancing and then we all just started laughing and it was such a beautiful moment and there was joy found in honestly what I can tell you was one of the saddest moments in my life. Play still allowed us to find joy. Mm, Yeah, totally. And remembering him and smiling and being joyful thinking of him. Yeah. Because there is that joy in everything. And I also think, though, that that's why I love animals so much because there's play. When you have a dog and when you have a kid, you cannot help but play with them all the time. Totally. And I was watching a kid playing on the beach the other day and he had all these sticks. At first I looked at him and I was like, what is that little kid doing? Like he's just got sticks everywhere. I watched him and he was methodically putting the sticks in different places. And then he was like going and grabbing some more things and he like built this little fort thing. And I was like very impressed by what he was doing. And I was kind of thinking, why wouldn't I do that? And I was like, well, if I was on the beach, I'd be thinking about, right, I've only got three hours on the beach and tonight I've got a dinner on and I was working this morning. So I've got to relax. And I think the total difference between kids and adults is that they're so present. They don't give a shit what time they went to bed last night or what time they went to bed later. They're just totally present with what's in front of them. And even though this actually didn't matter in the grand scheme of things, what he was building, he wasn't building something that was going to change society. But to him, in that moment, it mattered because he decided in his brain that he was going to build this certain thing. And he was just building it and he was having so much fun and he was being so creative. And I was just like, whoa, there was this big moment for me where I was like, when did we all lose that? Because we did all lose that at some point. We all used to be that. And I've lately been, since I was about 18, I reckon I've been dealing with anxiety, been depressed in stages. And so many people, once they get into their 20s and beyond. I would say more people than not. Yeah, have these mental health issues. You just get stuck. You get into patterns that you don't like in yourself, but you don't know how to get out of them. And a lot of the work that I've been doing lately has been trying to reclaim that childhood state. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been reflecting. I'm like, whoa, I actually feel more like how I did as my teenage self now than I have in such a long time. And I feel like it's shell-like, armor 
like a dung beetle. That's what I picture is like one of those beetles that's got that armor outside that you like put on and on and on and on and then it just becomes so heavy. And you don't know how to get out of it. It's not that comfy inside of it, but oh well, it's less effort than trying to get out. Exactly. So you're just stuck in this like really serious state. And when you start to pull it off, you start to kind of like wriggle and shake and move around. You start to remember how to have fun. And I think it's just such an easy throwaway to be like, oh, but that's kids and that's not us. But I think that we have the ability to get back there and by just embracing this playful attitude, finding the joy in every moment is one of the secrets to getting back there. Mm, That's so true. Can I tell you a little experiment I have done lately through my yoga teaching? Mm -hmm. So there's this pose called dead bugs pose where you're basically lying on your back on your mat and then you put your legs and your arms up to the sky And then you can either stay there in stagnant pose or you can shake out through your arms and shake out through your legs and kind of shake off the energy like the way a dog would if they get scared. And just to fully release the energy before we go into Shavasana, which is your rest at the end. And I love shaking in those moments. I love to shake as much as I can. So I love to teach this pose. And I notice that I say to people, you know, you're welcome to stay here in stillness or you can start to shake out your limbs. And no one really takes the option to shake. And then a couple of weeks ago, I noticed that no one was doing that. So then the next time I taught it, I said, okay, and now close down your eyes. And then I got them into the pose. And then I said, no one is watching you right now. And then I encouraged them to shake and everyone started to shake, 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 shake. And it feels amazing, but it's just so clear to me that the reason that we're not shaking when our eyes are open is because we don't want other people around us to see us shaking. The second we know everyone's eyes are closed, we're like, I don't fucking care. Shake, 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 shake. Why can't we just embrace that? And I want to go up to everyone and be like, you're awesome. I love that shake. I'm going to keep my eyes open and watch you because it's beautiful to see someone like fully embrace this primal thing like that. Because mm. so much of what we're talking about is primal, you know, like not standing up straight behind the computer, and blah, 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 be all serious and pretend mm. that we're not fun. It's bullshit, you guys. It's bullshit that we've been feeding to children, that we've been fed. And what if we actually tried to break that cycle for ourselves and also, if you've got kids, for them too? What a world might we live in if we stopped trying to beat the creativity out of our kids? And I can tell you because I was the most creative child, had this incredible imagination, and now as an adult, I don't have access to that anymore. I'm trying so hard to cultivate it at the moment. I sit down and I'm like, right, you're going to just draw something or paint something. No one's ever going to see this. Just go. But I tell you, like, I don't have the same access to my imagination the way I did before. And I'm sure I can continue to practice and it might come back in a form or another. But what if we just stopped trying to make kids stop being like that in the first place? I'm not even going to add anything there because you just like nailed the whole thing. Sweet. Mic drop but don't drop your mic. Let's go have lunch. Let's do it. So (laughs) let's get into some little quick fires. So at the beginning of this podcast, we each pulled an Oracle card from my new Oracle deck. What did you pull? Okay. So I pulled, take a break, a life's work, not a season, get off the treadmill, which is so fucking relevant to my life. Like when did I tell you that I was burnt out last weekend? Mm -hmm. Because guys, I've been doing this sustainability and business management course at Cambridge University and 
I'm coming up to the last week now, this weekend, actually, I'm doing my final assignment and I'm exhausted and I've had enough. And I am so in work mode on the weekends that I don't know how to have a weekend where I don't work. Like yesterday morning, I woke up and I didn't need to work and I still worked. Oh no. And so I just feel like I need to take a break. I need to get off the treadmill. And I'm really excited because in a few weeks, I'm actually going to visit Steph in Byron and I'm going to just take the full time off work and I'm going to have a delicious chilled time. So good. I pulled the pillar of light. It says your vibration is rising. You are the oracle, which definitely resonated with me because this year for me has all been dedicated to like doing self-work. And particularly recently, I've been having a bit of health anxiety and I keep just imagining light going through me and being filled with white light. So I just feel like that's keeping me on the path. I know. Sometimes I pull cards and they don't resonate, but this one really did. Yeah. And you said that we had to like do something with the deck before we use it, but I just pulled it out and we pulled those cards and I think it's magic. Super magic. What are you most excited to do when you're in Melbourne? Most excited. So I'm in Melbourne for a week and I think just being here, I think I've already done it. I just wanted to come and see you guys and see the animals and Hallie turned 18 when I was away. Hallie's our cat. Yeah. That's very confusing because if you say somebody turned 18, you do not assume you're talking about an animal. (laughs) What about you? What are you most excited to do while I'm in Melbourne? I'm just most excited that you're here and that we get to hang out because it's really nice and like mm. just to chat in person because we talk all the time, but we talk on the phone and it's just different because, yeah. well, I was going to say you don't talk about nothing on the phone, but we actually do talk about <laughs> nothing a lot, but it's just different. We finish a full day of work and then we just call each other to be like, hey, what you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> also excited for our Christmas party on Friday. That's going to be really fun yes. for our work Christmas party. Last quick fire. Who is filling you up on Instagram at the moment? I feel like a bit of a broken record because I'm always going on about this duo. But Abby Wombach, who is married to Glennon Doyle, she on Instagram is just amazing and also in person. And actually, she recently did a podcast with Gwyneth Paltrow on Goop's podcast, an interview with Gwyneth. And I highly recommend that you go and listen to it because she's just a freaking fabulous human being and it's all about girl power and I am all about her power. So good. I'm really enjoying to do. So it's two spelled T-O dot D-O and then a few underscores after it. (laughs) And it's just this awesome woman from Sydney who has created this really cool and real community. We actually did a takeover on it recently and ever since I've been following her and I'm just really enjoying it and loving the realness on there. Yeah, so good. I like them too. Okay, that is it from us on playing as an adult. We need your help, you guys. We would love to get our podcast into more people's ears. And in order to do that, you need to help us by sharing this podcast with a friend. I'm sure that you know someone that could benefit from playing as an adult. So please just click the share button and send it on over to them. They'll love it. They'll love you for sending it to them. And we'll love you for sending it to them as well. But we love you anyway, but we'll love you extra if you do that. Next week on this podcast, we are going to be chatting to each other. We are going to spend the rest of the year 
in conversation, just the two of us, because we love it so much and we know you love it so much. We don't know what we're going to be talking about yet because we're really doing it on the fly, but you know we'll be together and you know it's going to be fun. So we're sending you a lot of love and we're hoping that this week you get into some play. We would love to hear how you play. Let us know on Instagram at How to Live the Podcast and Facebook group How to Live the Podcast. Play safe. Love ya. Love ya.